0: One of the most interesting facts about Jewish history, or history in general, is that almost all the revolutionary movements that there have been throughout the centuries, Jews have been involved. Wherever there's been an opportunity or a movement to disrupt the status quo, Jews were there. And unfortunately, our enemies have pointed that out also over the centuries. Even in recent times, the communist revolution Besides the fact that Karl Marx himself was Jewish, the the Bolsheviks, almost many, many of them were Jews. The French Revolution, the American Revolution, the movie revolution, many of them Jews. The civil rights movement, the feminist movement, the hippie movement, all these different types of strains of revolution have always been connected to the Jewish people. And Hasidim say a parable, which is really a, a true story apparently that happened, that explains why it is that the Jewish people have always wanted to change the world. And that is the story of a Russian general who was a Cantonist. In the 1700s, in the 18th century, one of the horrible decrees in Russia was known as the Cantonist Decree. One of the violently anti-Semitic tsars of Russia decreed that all children, but mainly Jewish children from the age of, I believe, seven or eight were to be Taken, were snatched from their families and conscripted into the army for 25 years. And many of them, not having grown up with anything of Judaism, stayed in the army their whole lives. And so there was this one Russian general who was born a Jew. And this Russian general, this Yid, every time the army would go through a town or a village, he would always seek out the Jewish population was. And at dusk, Towards the evening, he would walk around the different towns putting his ear to the window of Jewish mothers putting their babies to sleep and singing them a lullaby. Because the one thing, he didn't remember even who his parents were, but the one thing that he knew was that his mother sang him a very special lullaby. And he couldn't remember it. He didn't remember how it went. So he kept putting his ear throughout his years to different windows to try to retrieve and somehow get back that forgotten lullaby. And we understand the nimshal, what's being conveyed here, is very obvious. A Jew's soul feels, no matter what our external aspects of our personality, no matter the dark shadows of who we are, inside of us, is a piece of God, literally, that yearns to go back to the source, a spark that yearns to go back to its infinite source. We all have that godly soul, all Jews do. And so those that are not receptive to the actual focus of the soul, that they don't understand that the feeling, that nagging feeling that we have all the time, that things are not the way it should be, so Jews feel that. Really what it means is because we don't want the world to remain as it is. We want it to be a dear betachtonim, a dwelling place for God. A Jew's soul is yearning for Mashiach all the time when God will be revealed in the world. And so throughout history, when there have been Jews that have been feeling that the way the world is now can't be. The world right now is a lie. The way the world presents itself now as something other than God is a lie. It's the darkness of the world. And because a Jew's soul is like a candle that on one hand is always trying to go upwards, but dafka through that illuminates its surroundings, so so too the Jewish soul is always yearning to get back that lullaby. We know the essence of our soul has a lullaby, a connection to the essence of God. And those that are not receptive to that do other things to change the world. You know, there's a old Jewish, almost like a joke, that when a Jew says something, another Jew has to say dafka the opposite. You know, two Jews, three opinions. Or the Like they say that a Jew is caught in a desert island, if he was uh, 30 years stranded in a desert island, and they saw that he had built two shuls, and they said, why do you need two shuls? He said, one I daven in, and the, another one that I don't step foot in. He has to have a shul that he won't step foot in. Well, like the saying goes that you say, Shalom Aleichem, so the other Jew has to say, Aleichem Shalom, he has to say the opposite. In the Gemara, there's a term, Ifchemistabra, whatever you say, I'll explain, I'll show you how the exact opposite is true. I mean, as far as I know, there's no other religion that part of worshiping God is learning an idea and then having to understand how the exact opposite is true. And why does a Jew, why is part of our religion the Ifcha Mastabra, Because a Jew is able to look at Olam Hazah, a Jew is able to look at this world full of light and glimmer and vitality and life. And seemingly we're doing fine without God, but a Jew says Ifcha Mastabra, Whatever the world says, the opposite is true. Einoid Movade, only Hashem exists. That's the lullaby that we've been trying to remember for centuries. May we finally, finally hear that lullaby from Hashem the ultimate song of redemption the song of Mashiach may we see it today